Yo, what is up to everybody out there in the podcast land? You're listening to Did You See That Podcast? We're back at it today with another three ridiculous stories, and they are three of the most ridiculous stories I think I've heard. So yeah, we're going to get to it today, folks, because this is a pretty long episode, and I want to go ahead and get into it. I got two guests joining me today. I got my man, Barry the Beekeeper, who's a fourth-generation beekeeper. He's going to help me out on the first story. A Hadley woman is accused of unleashing a swarm of bees on sheriff's deputies. It is such a wild yeah. story. Then after that, we're going to get into a story where a man took the words trouser snake to a whole nother level. In his pants. Oh, okay. In his pants, you said. And then the third story, I'm not even going to intro that. Let's just get into it. First off, I want to thank you for joining me today, Barry, on uh, my podcast today. When I first saw this story, I thought it was really interesting. One is because the cops were able to arrest the woman because I, I for one, I've actually crashed a car just because a bee was in my <laughs> in my car. So I, I thought it was pretty impressive. They were even able, able to uh, arrest the woman. But to, to start off, I just want to you know let you talk a little bit about your experiences and what you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Barry Richards, and I'm a uh, fourth generation beekeeper. My great grandfather kept bees, and my daughter has bees, so she's the fifth generation in our family. And and it's strictly a, a hobby uh, for me, but uh, it's something that's you know really interesting. And I meet people all the time that are interested in you know learning about bees, and a lot of people that are interested in becoming beekeepers. Uh, and there's a beekeeping associations all across the country, and every every major city where people get together and talk about bees and share experiences and learn more and more about it. No, a lot of people come up uh, to us at events and it's amazing, especially the kids, how much they know about bees. They've learned so much in school about how important bees are for pollination and how they make honey and their, their life cycle. So uh, a lot of people are, especially in the last several years are becoming more and more aware of the importance of honeybees, uh, you know, all across the, all across the world. Awesome. So let's jump, let's jump right into this story here. A Hadley woman is accused of unleashing a swarm of bees on sheriff's deputies. It is such a wild yeah. story. They say she was actually trying to stop an eviction. WBZ's Paula Evan joins us now. Paula, some of the officers, though, were actually hurt on scene. They were. David and Lisa and deputies say this is unlike anything they've ever seen before. On October 12th, sheriff's deputies say this was a week ago. They were trying to enforce an eviction in Longmeadow when 55 year-old Rory Susan Woods pulled up. They say she got out of her car, walked back to a group of what police called manufactured beehives that she was towing behind her SUV. Deputies say when Woods began opening the lids to release the bees, they tried to stop her. That's when she allegedly began smashing the lids and flipped a hive off the trailer causing the bees to become very agitated and aggressive, and they began stinging officers and bystanders. Well, deputies say Woods then put on a beekeeper suit and carried a tower of bees near the front door of the home in an attempt to stop the eviction. When you first saw this story, what was your first thoughts? Uh, you know, it's interesting. This? I never had heard of, of anything like that before. Uh, and I went and read the, you know, read the in-depth story of, about this situation. And that the woman, you know, she did it with intent. She apparently drove from about 25 miles away with a trailer full of bees and had her bee suit on. And, you know, she knew exactly what she was doing. When she got there, she just started taking the beehives apart and shaking the frames, uh, shaking the bees off the frames so that they would fly around. Um, a, a lot of times when people talk about bees, they talk about them being aggressive, but the reality is bees are only defensive. They'll only sting to defend their colony because as a lot of people know, uh, an individual honeybee, when it stings you, it's going to lose its life. So the, the honeybee's got to 
think, for lack of a better term, that it's pretty important before they go uh, stinging somebody. But in a situation like that, she's shaking these bees. They're flying around. They don't know what's going on. And uh, they uh, perceive anything that's moving around them and make a noise as a potential threat. You are you are right. She absolutely came with intent because she brung some portable beehives with her. Like how how difficult is it to bring portable beehives? Oh with yeah, you with that's a great a bee point. Suit. It's, not, it's not like it's you know easy. A, a, a full size beehive, uh, you know, might weigh a, a couple of hundred pounds easy. Uh, and she had them on a trailer, so you know, I mean, it's possible that she had them on the trailer. Maybe they were you know, moving them from point A to point B. Some people keep them on trailers because they'll move them for pollination. But, you know, it sounds like she had to load these hives up and again, drive them from one place to the other. And, and, uh, you know, honeybees aren't, aren't cheap, you know, it's an investment. And she <laughs> had to know that by, you know, shaking these bees out that the, the authorities, I, I, I didn't read, you know, what they ultimately did with the beehives, but, you know, you got to expect that they might destroy them uh you know to, to to protect the people in the area so uh, that, that's another question though. what did the what did the authorities do did they arrest her and then allow her to come back and get her bees or, or exactly happened? and that's crazy um going into that like she came with it like can you even you said the bees are defensive so obviously you can't like weaponize the bees right you can't tell them what to sting and who to sting is just put them in the yeah. right area that's the key yeah and she had her bee suit on so she was protected uh, but she knew that anybody that came around that wasn't in a bee suit was going to be at risk. It, and it's possible that those uh, that those policemen had some kind of training uh, of, across the country. Firemen and policemen will get training from time to time. Not so much. That was, was that in Illinois? Is that where that story came from? That was in Massachusetts. 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 So up yeah. there, you don't run into it. But down south in Florida and Texas and uh, California, Arizona, they have issues with the uh, the Africanized bees, which are really defensive and, and a real danger. Oh, wow. And so if the uh, emergency personnel in those areas get training on how to how to deal with bees and they have protective gear. But, you know, this these policemen, they knew they had a job to do. So, yeah, kudos to them for, you know, not being too freaked out and going in there and getting her arrested. Although, you know, we read in the story that there were some people that got stung. So. Right. And some ones that were some cops that were allergic. Like I said, one bee took me out and I wrecked my car <laughs> <laughs> that day. So is, is there like a, a bee license where like that you have to have a license to carry as many bees or well, a revoke from her? Yeah, in Tennessee, where I live, you you have to register your apiaries with the state just so they know where they are and if there's a disease outbreak. But, but there's one thing that's... Uh, in the Tennessee law, and it's probably similar in some other states, I don't know about Massachusetts, where uh, we as beekeepers are protected against liability by law. In other words, if, if my bee stings my neighbor, uh, there's some protection in the law against liability. Uh, but there is an exception that if you're you know, using it in some kind of, uh, I forget the exact phrase, but if you're doing something that creates a nuisance or doing something on purpose that creates a liability that that law doesn't protect you so if the law in massachusetts is anything like tennessee then she's you know she definitely has a liability and they they uh, charged her with several felonies and you know i guess yep. potentially those anybody that got stung that day could sue her because it wasn't an accident you know it wasn't it wasn't right. just bees doing bees it was bees intent. that were heard up because she you know came there with the intent right. of Getting people stuck, you know. Again, I'm not. So if we were here, like where we are in Nashville, like in, in Tennessee. Then they would would they take her bees away from her? Uh, no, probably not. But the but the law wouldn't protect her as far as if somebody wanted to sue her. She she would be she would be liable uh, for that. But no, you don't really have to have a, a license or a permit to have the bees uh, in Tennessee uh, and in most states. Uh, you know, it's really, it's livestock. That's the way you look okay. at it. It's just like having a cow or a horse. As long as it's legal to have some livestock where you live, then it's just like having, you know, some goats in your, in your yard or, you know, bigger <laughs> cities, some people have chickens, you know, that's, that's, that's. Well, trust thing. me, I'll be on as soon as, uh, someone, uh, brings a herd of goats and have them attack cops, we're going <laughs> to yeah, be, yeah, be right there exactly. <laughs> on that story too. <laughs> Well, appreciate it. That's a lot of information and it's great information. I learned a lot just from this conversation. 
I don't know why she did it. it I, I'm I feel sorry for the cops, but I'm gonna be honest, it was hilarious. So yeah, but yeah. like I said, kudos on them for getting in and fighting through the bees and yeah. still because she literally set them out on them first, and then she went and set some into the house to just fly around. So the bees will go back to the hive, though, right? Once yeah, the, the yeah. ones that don't stay. Yeah, once uh, once they settle down, they'll just go back because that's their home. That's where they live, and at night they all they all come home. So. You know, again, we don't know exactly what happened there, but if they let them settle down, they would go back uh, to their hive. And then uh, the best time to move bees like that is move them at night because they don't fly and and somebody could take them safely. You know, were they not going to be a threat to anybody? Hopefully glad, those bees had a nobody got hurt really bad in that situation. Well, hopefully those bees had a conversation and was like, we're not working for this lady anymore. We're not making no honey. We're not doing anything with this lady anymore. <laughs> we lost too many fellow bees yeah, for her. Right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, well, thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Is there anything that you want to uh, tell people how to follow you or uh, any events you have coming up? Yeah, uh, you know, I, can... I would just, I would just tell anybody, no matter where you live, if you have any interest in uh, in beekeeping, that there's, I'll guarantee you, there's a bee association not too far from where you live, and uh, you ought to look them up and support them. Uh, you know, even if you just join. Uh, you know, pay the membership dues just to support that organization because all across the country they're doing great work uh, helping uh, people learn about uh, beekeeping. And of course, bees are really important uh, to everybody because they pollinate all you know a lot of crops and they help our flower gardens and and uh, pollinate the trees in our in our backyard. So uh, bees are important. And we want to we want to protect them and help them. And if you can support your local bee association, I would encourage you. Great. Well, thanks again. I, I have to ask how many. How many berry bee jokes do you get? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I get that a lot because uh, you know in Jerry Seinfeld's bee movie, yeah. the bee was berry, <laughs> exactly. and, and which is one of my favorite movies. Bee, they sent out a roll of stickers that said "berry approved" on it uh, to bee association <laughs> that we could give to kids at events. So yeah, oh, and yeah. it had the did it have the berry bee from the movie? Yeah, it had the little bee on it, and it said "berry approved" on the sticker. And I still I still have a roll of those <laughs> at home. So. So yeah, that's, that's, that, awesome. you know, that's a generation ago and people still love that movie. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Barry, for joining me today. Hopefully we won't run into any bees uh, unless they're friendly bees. We're okay with friendly there you bees. Go, there you go. All right. Like I said in the intro, I got my man, Jason. He's one of my really good friends, really smart guy, really funny guy. Figured he'd be a good person to help me run through these stories today. So Jason, how you doing today? Man, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing real good, man. I uh, had a, a good day today and I'm just ready to talk about some stories and uh, kind of get this thing rolling. That's what's up. I hear you. Takes your mouth football a little bit, huh? Oh, as you know, I'm a Washington fan and we actually won. We pulled it out. Four and four. Won three what? in a row. I didn't know y'all won. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how we won. We actually helped you out. I know you're a Titans fan. We actually helped you out. We beat the Colts today. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And the Titans won too. I'm not sure how, uh, by the by the grace of Henry, we just happened to make it. Now, is there something you want to tell the people about yourself? Uh, well, man, see, I'm a I'm, a, I'm an Aries. I enjoy long walks in the park. I, uh, <laughs> I married married two kids, man, uh, uh, from Memphis, and uh, you know, hell, I, I'm I'm just excited to be here, man. Like I, I've been talking about. Uh, doing something to get together with, with my with my old friends for a minute, man. We've been we've been friends since college, and you know, once you kind of move out of college and, and get your you know, go to a different city, you know, it's kind of feel like you, you, you miss people. Yeah, so it's, it's it's good to just get to get this time to to catch up and, and and laugh. Yeah, man, I appreciate you jumping on my podcast, and hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe me and you will do something else and get us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta get the whole crew together, man. Get some of those those, uh, those old school discussions together. Exactly. I had on my on last week's episode. I actually had your cousin. So I hope you got to check that out. Yes, yes. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to tell his mom about everything that he said uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure so, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna want his mom to find out some of the stuff that that he said on the podcast. No, he don't. He don't. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll be all right though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. all right, let's get into this first story here. Now, I sent you yeah. all the, uh, the articles and video uh, for you to check out before. 
but we haven't reacted to this. We haven't listened to it or seen it together today. So we're going to listen to this video and then we're going to react together and just kind of go from there. All right, let's see it. New York City man slithered his way into trouble when prosecutors say he attempted to cross the U.S. border with not one, not two, but three Burmese pythons in his pants. Oh, okay. In his pants, you say. Right there in his pants. Oh, 36 years old. He's from Queens. And he's answering charges now of federal smuggling. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got federal charges going on. This man had three snakes found in his pants. Not not regular snakes. These are Burmese pythons. So these are the, the biggest snakes in, in the world. Like one of the biggest snakes in the world right now. Uh, he had three of them in his pants. Those are seeing the movies. What, what was he doing? He was trying to get across the border, trying to get across customs. And apparently it's big business to sneak these snakes in the country. That sounds like one of those dare questions. Like you like you ask somebody, would you would you eat, you know, a turd for five thousand dollars or something? Like I, I I need to know how much money he was gonna make off of this. I need to know per snake how much money he was gonna make. That's what I need. I need to know per trouser snake. I need to know how much money you were you were going to standing to make off of off of these snakes. Three of them. Because they're, they're actually a big problem in Florida. Like, they're, they're invasive species, so they're offering a lot of money just to catch and kill them in Florida. But how much are they offering to bring them across customs? Man, it, it's not enough. And whatever <laughs> it is, it's not enough. I, I looked at the, the article. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They said the officials noticed visible bulges in the man's <laughs> pants. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they were visible. I, I I needed to know the size of these snakes though. Like they, I guess they weren't like you know the ice cube anaconda size. They didn't say the physical sizes, but to have three, I mean, if I was the guy, I would have just had to say. I mean, do, would you like to check? <laughs> uh, well, for me, that would be a please help me sign. Uh, <laughs> I I can't. I I have to imagine that he had second thoughts uh, at some point during the trip. Um, I'd rather take prison. Just, just take me to jail. I, I, I know I fucked up. Uh, well, here's, here's, up. The, here's the thing. I don't know how much he was going to make, but $250,000 fine, and it's a federal charge. So I don't know how much he was going to make, but I know how much he's going to lose from it. Book him. <laughs> Book him. So, charge him the max. So he, he was crossing on a bus, crossing on the bus with these snakes in his pants. From Canada? And, and here's my question is this can't be his first time because this isn't like a spur of the moment. First time, like, Hey, we need you to run these snakes across the border. Go on and stick them in your pants and get on the bus. Now he, he planned this out. He's done it before. Maybe not three snakes, but he's done it before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. I just, I don't, I don't get it, but you know what though? Yeah. I think he has done it before because I, I, I did also see this was a Greyhound bus and you know everybody knows. <laughs> The greyhound is not worth a damn, and you can you can pretty much get whatever you want on there. You definitely I, can, I, you I, can I, get whatever you want on that greyhound bus. I I myself have have gotten a few questionable things on the greyhound bus. I'm not gonna lie. I I may have done so by mistake. Like I just looked in my own bag when I got there. You know, after the trip, I'm like oh shit, they should have caught me for this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is greyhound. What's the what's the Greyhound slogan? I can't remember what the Greyhound slogan. Get you there fast. I don't know. I can't remember what the Greyhound slogan is. Uh, obviously, you have no other options. I, I, I knew that Greyhound was one of those buses that anything can happen. We stopped about probably a mile before we hit Jackson, Tennessee, right next to some woods. Just there was no bus stop. Just right next to some woods and some okay. and some. Amish people just came out of the woods and jumped right on the bus. There was no bus stop. Amish people, it was like six of them, just came out of the woods and just jumped on the bus. Greyhound just knew where they were going to be at. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I think you were right on the bus at the uh, in that movie, The Prestige. I mean, at the end, when they found out that they weren't actually in, a, a, in 1800, <laughs> I think you started for, for hundreds of people. Well, first off, I want to thank you for joining me today, Barry, on uh, my podcast today. When I first saw this story, I thought it was really interesting. One is because the cops were able to arrest the woman because I, I for one, I've actually crashed a car just because a bee was in my <laughs> in my car. So I, I thought it was pretty impressive. They were even able, able to 
uh, arrest the woman. But to to start off, I just want to you know let you talk a little bit about your experiences and what you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Barry Richards, and I'm a uh, fourth generation beekeeper. My great grandfather kept bees, and my daughter has bees, so she's the fifth generation in our family. And and it's strictly a, a hobby uh, for me, but uh, it's something that's you know really interesting. And I meet people all the time that are interested in you know learning about bees and a lot of people that are interested in becoming beekeepers uh and there's a beekeeping associations all across the country and every every major city where people get together and talk about bees and share experiences and learn more and more about it no and a lot of people come up uh, to us at events and it's amazing especially the kids how much they know about bees they've learned so much in school about how important bees are for pollination and how they make honey and they're their life cycle. So uh, a lot of people are, especially in the last several years, are becoming more and more aware of the importance of honeybees, uh, you know, all across the all across the world. Awesome. Let's jump right into this story here. A Hadley woman is accused of unleashing a swarm of bees on sheriff's deputies. It is such a wild yeah. story. They say she was actually trying to stop an eviction. WBZ's Paula Evan joins us now. Paula, some of the officers, though, were actually hurt on scene. They were. David and Lisa and deputies say this is unlike anything they've ever seen before. On October 12th, sheriff's deputies say this was a week ago. They were trying to enforce an eviction in Longmeadow when 55-year-old Rory Susan Woods pulled up. They say she got out of her car, walked back to a group of what police called manufactured beehives that she was towing behind her SUV. And deputies say when Woods began opening the lids to release the bees, they tried to stop her. And that's when she allegedly began smashing the lids and flipped a hive off the trailer, causing the bees to become very agitated and aggressive, and they began stinging officers and bystanders. Well, deputies say Woods then put on a bee Keeper suit and carried a tower of bees near the front door of the home in an attempt to stop the eviction. When yeah. you first saw this story, what was your first thoughts? Uh, you know, it's interesting. This? I never had heard of of anything like that before, uh, and I went and read the you know read the in depth story of, about this situation. And that the woman, you know, she did it with intent. She apparently drove from about twenty five miles away. With a trailer full of bees and had her bee suit on and you know she knew exactly what she was doing when she got there she just started taking the beehives apart and shaking the frames uh shaking the bees off the frames so that they would fly around um a, a lot of times when people talk about bees they talk about them being aggressive but the reality is bees are only defensive they'll only sting to defend their colony because as a lot of people know uh, an individual honeybee, when it stings you, it's going to lose its life. So the, the honeybee's got to think, for lack of a better term, that it's pretty important before they go uh, stinging somebody. But in a situation like that, she's shaking these bees. They're flying around. They don't know what's going on. And uh, they uh, perceive anything that's moving around them and make a noise as a potential threat. You are, you are right. She absolutely came with intent because she brung some portable beehives with her like how, how difficult is it to bring portable beehives oh with yeah you with that's a great a bee point suit. It's, not, it's not like it's you know easy a, a, a full-size beehive uh you know might weigh a, a couple of hundred pounds easy uh and she had them on a trailer so you know i mean it's possible that she had them on the trailer maybe they were you know moving them from point a to point b some people keep them on trailers because they'll move them for pollination but you know, it sounds like she had to load these hives up and again, drive them from one place to the other. And, and, uh, you know, honeybees aren't, aren't cheap, you know, it's an investment. And she had to know that by, you know, shaking these bees out that the, the authorities, I, I, I didn't read, you know, what they ultimately did with the beehives, but, you know, you got to expect that they might destroy them, uh, you know, to, to, to protect the people in the area. So uh, that, that's another question. Uh, what did the what did the authorities do? Did they arrest her and then allow her to come back and get her bees? Or, or exactly. And that's crazy. Um, going into that, like she came with it. Like, can you even, you said the bees are defensive. So obviously you can't like weaponize the bees, right? You can't tell them what to sting and who to sting. It's just put them in the yeah. right area. That's the key, yeah. And she had her bee suit on, so she was protected. Uh, but she knew that anybody that came around that wasn't in a bee suit was going to be at risk. It, and it's possible that those uh, that those 
policemen had some kind of training uh, of, across the country. Firemen and policemen will get training from time to time. Not so much. That was, was that in Illinois? Is that where that story came from? That was in Massachusetts. 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 So up yeah. there, you don't run into it. But down south in Florida and Texas and uh, California, Arizona, they have issues with the, uh, the Africanized bees, which are really defensive and, and a real danger. Oh, wow. And so if the uh, emergency personnel in those areas get training on how to how to deal with bees and they have protective gear. But you know, this these policemen, they knew they had a job to do. So, yeah, kudos to them for, you know, not being too freaked out and going in there and getting her arrested. Although, you know, we read in the story that there were some people that got stung. So. Right. And some ones there were some cops that were allergic. Like I said, one bee took me out and I wrecked my car. <laughs> <laughs> that day so is, is there like a a bee license where like that you have to have a license to carry this many bees or well in, from her that... yeah, in tennessee where i live you you have to register your apiaries with the state just so they know where they are and if there's a disease outbreak but but there's one thing that's uh in the tennessee law and it's probably similar in some other states i don't know about massachusetts where uh we as beekeepers are protected against liability by law. In other words, if, if my bee stings my neighbor, uh, there's some protection in the law against liability. Uh, but there is an exception that if you're you know, using it in some kind of, uh, I forget the exact phrase, but if you're doing something that creates a nuisance or doing something on purpose that creates a liability, that that law doesn't protect you. So if the law in Massachusetts is anything like Tennessee, then she's you know, she definitely has a liability and they, they uh, charged her with several felonies. And, you know, I guess yep. potentially those, anybody that got stung that day could sue her because it wasn't an accident. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't right. just bees doing bees. It was bees intent. that were spurred up because she, you know, came there with the right. intent of getting people stung. You know, again, I'm not. So if we were here, like where we are in Nashville, like in, in Tennessee, then they would, would they take her bees away from her? Uh, no, probably not. But the, but the law wouldn't protect her as far as if somebody wanted to sue her, she, she would be, she would be liable for that. But no, you don't really have to have a, a license or a permit to have the bees, uh, in Tennessee, uh, and in most States, uh, the, you know, it's really, it's livestock. That's the way you look okay. at it. It's just like having a cow or a horse. As long as it's legal to have some livestock where you live, then it's just like having, you know, some goats in your in your yard or you know bigger <laughs> cities some people have chickens you know that's 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 well, trust thing. me i'll be on as soon as uh someone uh brings a herd of goats and have them attack cops we're gonna yeah, be, yeah, be yeah. right there exactly. <laughs> on that story too <laughs> well appreciate that's a lot of information and it's great information i learned a lot just from this conversation i don't know why she did it, <laughs> it I, i'm i feel sorry for the cops but i'm gonna be honest it was hilarious so yeah but yeah. like i said kudos on them for getting in and fighting through the bees and yeah. still because she literally set them out on them first and then she went and set some into the house to just fly around so the bees will go back to the hive though right once yeah, the yeah. ones in that general, don't sting. yeah once uh once they settle down they'll just go back because that's their home that's where they live and at night they all they all come home so you know, again, we don't know exactly what happened there, but if they let them settle down, they would go back uh, to their hive. And then uh, the best time to move bees like that is move them at night because they don't fly and and somebody could take them safely. You know, were they uh, not going to be a threat to anybody? Hopefully glad, those bees I'm, I'm had a conversation. Nobody got hurt really bad in that situation. Well, hopefully those bees had a conversation and was like, we're not working for this lady anymore. We're not making no honey. We're not doing anything with this lady anymore. <laughs> we lost too many fellow yeah, bees for right. her. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, well, thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Is there anything that you want to uh, tell people how to follow you or uh, any events you have coming up? Well, you know, I would just, I would just tell anybody, no matter where you live, if you have any interest in uh, in beekeeping, that there's, I'll guarantee you, there's a bee association not too far from where you live, and uh, you ought to look them up and support them. Uh, you know, even if you just join. Uh, you know, pay the membership dues just to support that organization because all across the country, they're doing great work uh, helping uh, people learn about uh, beekeeping. And of course, bees are really important uh, to everybody because they pollinate all, you know, a lot of crops and they help our flower gardens and, and uh, pollinate the trees in our, in our backyard. So uh, bees are important. We want to, we want to protect them and help them. 
And if you can support your local bee association, I would encourage you. Great. Well, thanks again. I, I have to ask, how many how many buried bee jokes do you get? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I get that a lot because uh, you know, in Jerry Seinfeld's bee movie, yeah. the bee was buried. <laughs> exactly. Which is one of my favorite movies. They sent out a roll of stickers that said Barry approved on it uh, to be association. <laughs> so we could give to kids at events. So, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it had the, did that. it have That's, the Barry B from the movie? Yeah, it had the little B on it and it said Barry approved on the sticker. And I still, I still have a roll of those <laughs> at home. So, so yeah, that, That's that, awesome. you know, that was a generation ago and people still love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Barry, for joining me today. Hopefully we won't run into any bees, uh, unless they're friendly bees. We're okay with friendly bees. There you bees. go. There you go. In the woods. <laughs> I mean, they, they came out of the woods. My question was, and I, you couldn't ask them because they didn't really talk, but where did they buy the tickets from? Who did they call from? They have no phones, right? And this was this had to be like in the 90s, probably 95, 96. Yeah, the, the, one of those cell phones back then would look like one of those bowlers in his pants. But they don't have cell phones in the Amish community. Unless, I mean. Well, <laughs> that, I, you know what? The, the Amish get a really good reputation for being all upstanding and everything. So I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a, a, a Amish mafia out there somewhere. Uh, I feel like there's somebody out there just taking advantage of it. You know, no cell phones. Okay. They go into tree number five. And uh, get their secret stash, and you know that's how they get the cocaine across the border. You know, it's, it's, it's you gotta, might be telling you know, might be telling a little bit too much. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't look into it. I, I'm curious now. I got. I got to. I'm gonna look into it. So let me ask you this: How much would they have to pay you to sneak anything down your pants? Okay. On All the, right. through customs. All right. Well, okay. Anything illegal snakes is just not happening. It, it's just not happening. Um, <laughs> Uh, that that cocaine? You know what? No. <laughs> I was about to say. So you're gonna admit to committing a felony? <laughs> I I will commit to if they gave me two million in cat. No, you know what? No, no. Because I've seen too many of those shows, man. I've seen Narcos. I've seen Scarface. They yeah, they give you the money, but then they say, okay, well, so when you gonna do the next one? Like, okay, you assume, wait a minute. You assume that it's illegal. I said anything down your pants. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's definitely a price I will sneak something in my pants, in or, with, or without my pants. I will definitely sneak something in my pants across the border if need be. Well, then the hell I have then. Just a little bottle fucking tequila tasting. Cozumel. That was good. I wasn't coming back without it. You snuck it in with your, with your pants? No, well, I put it in my bag, but like I put it in my shoes. And then, like, <laughs> put, like other toiletries in there, just in case they did decide to look. Just in case. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did way too much. <laughs> if they would have caught you, they would have threw you in the Mexican jail, sir. It, right, they would ship me back. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to be in the Mexican jail, sir, because you are not coming back from a Mexican jail. I heard about that. It's, it's the Brittany Grinder of Mexico, basically. What? Yeah, they'll like you. They lock you up for anything. <laughs> I don't know if you got that kind of clout. They're not fighting for you over there. If you go to if you go to Cozumel, you go to Mexico jail. We're not hearing from you no more. We ain't gonna hear exactly. Brittany's a, a damn celebrity, and she's looking at nine years. Me, I might as well just you know make sure my life insurance is intact, <laughs> especially for some tequila. Well, it's good tequila. I might I might risk it. You know, we're going on the cruise again, um, and we're going back to that that tasting. The tequila I had there it was like a liqueur. It was I don't remember the name of the company, but it was Guanabana liqueur. Exactly. If you don't taste Mexican tequila, like real Mexican tequila, you never taste tequila for sure. And, then and I don't even drink, you know, I don't even drink like that. But Mexican tequila is like that'll definitely that'll definitely have some snakes in your pants for sure. There will yeah, be man. there will be some bulges and snakes in your pants for sure at the Mexican and, tequila. All right. And well, I, don't, I don't think I had that brand. I do understand, though. I do understand. Okay. So on our final thoughts here, what do we think about the guy's name? I'm, I'm going to put the link up in, in the bio here. I'm not going to put the the guy's name out. You can read the, the story in the, in the bio here. But he's facing federal charges. Clearly, they caught him on the bus. They don't really tell you how they know, but they just saw the bulges. I'm not sure if they're trained to, you know, look for these type of things. Look for um, bulges. I, I mean, <laughs> You know, that that may be something they're trained to look at. You know, every inch and, and nook and cranny on the, on the body, they might be trained to look at all that. 
Oh, I just saw that in the article, man. So he had he had the snakes concealed in fabric bags in his pants. All right, that's a that's a little bit different. Like they they get, they're not just like waiting to bite you at any turn. They're in a bag, and they have to be like they had to be like smaller, or maybe or the probably on the smaller side because they're one of the biggest snakes in the world, right? So he couldn't. It wasn't like he just had three of them just wrapped around wrapped around his body. But he clearly has done this before. This is not his first snake rodeo. He's done this before. Well, then they have to be little baby snakes. I, that's not too bad. They're 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 cute species. Are cute. So you know, I I I take uh, five hundred thousand. Sure, sure. Why not? Five hundred thousand. You don't even got to yeah. pay me five. If I'm I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff that I'll sneak in my pants for less than five hundred thousand. Let's let's, well, let's keep it at that. That's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother different podcast. That's a late night yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, people people get snatched up for that kind of information. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's my my final thoughts are that I completely am with him. I mean, I don't. I mean, if he it wasn't worth the two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, we don't know because we don't know how much he's going to get. I'd like to know how much he was going to get, whether or not I think the risk was worth taking. Because I, mm. I know that, like I said, that I know there's a price for me to do it. So I'd like to know what the price was. And we, and we got to follow up because they, they usually don't get people to max. So, I mean, he probably is not going to do the whole fine, the whole prison. Room. So Is if you know, he's, he's, he's probably not going to do They probably should cover his, his damn expenses, you know, like just in case, you know, you get uh, you know, locked up or something. You know, we'll put 200000 on it. You know, we'll take care of it. Oh, you mean you whoever know, had him do it? So he didn't work yeah. alone. He, this ain't an inside job, but nah, this is somebody else. All right, so what's your final what's your final thoughts on this story? Uh, I, I I'm very disappointed at the news article. Uh, the first thing we need to know is the size of the damn snakes. Like, how does that get lost in the article? That that changes everything. But uh, other than that, yeah, I think the size and the the payment for me changes yeah. everything. Yeah, and do some more research. Find out how the Amish are involved. We need to know all the information <laughs> here. So Why are the Amish involved? I, I don't I don't think that the Amish are involved. I well I don't know either because it wasn't in the article. No. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Let's, <laughs> let's let's move on. So up next we got another story here. I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip for it. Yeah, this is wild. This man is not praying. He's using his ex-wife's tombstone as a urinal. The man seen in the video has apparently made this a habit leaving bags of feces at the gravestone, which the family of the deceased started to notice back in the spring of this year. This appears to be a long-standing vendetta. The 68-year-old defecation suspect is identified by the family as Dean Eichler, who was briefly married to Linda Torello back in the 70s. He left when she got pregnant, claiming the child was not his. DNA testing shows a much different result, and his biological daughter is shocked by her father's actions. It's heartbreaking to have this happen. Linda Torello remarried and died five years ago, but she has not been allowed to rest in peace. He and his current wife drive to Japan in Rockland County, New York to take pictures of sunrise, but along the way he stops by his ex-wife's grave to make an unholy deposit. <laughs> okay. You are the Okay. So there's a lot to break down here. I'm going to try, I'm gonna try yeah. to set it up. So... The ex, the, the ex-wife has already passed away. The husband and his new wife make a trip every week or so to these uh, cliffs and mountains. They like to watch the sunrise. On the way to this, this sunrise, he stops by his ex-wife's grave and urinates on it and also leaves bags of feces on the grave. All while his current wife is sitting in the car. Now, whether or not she knows he's doing this, right? From but by, by the video, the it looks like there's a it looks like it's a personal plot. Like it looks like it's a personal burial plot in like next to their house. So she they stop the car and he gets out and does this right next to the car. So it's clear that she knows. So the fact that she's sitting in the car and allowing this, I think is on a different level and something that no one is even discussing. So that that's kind of the breakdown. So ex ex-wife, uh, husband currently still married, urinates and defecates on ex-wife's grave. 
because he's upset about something that happened in the seventies. And 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 this was this year, right? He got caught this year. Just a couple of weeks ago. Like he just apparently he's been doing it for a while. They just caught him a couple of weeks ago. The son caught him because he set up a video camera because apparently they were finding bags of feces on the grave. And they were like, hmm, this is weird. Bags of feces on the grave. This is weird. And then the, the burial weird. company or like the cemetery, the, the cemetery plot uh, or cemetery company, they didn't know what it was. So they were like, yeah, you can set up some cameras. Well, it's it's weird, but it's also nice. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of gravestones don't have anything on them. So you know, I, I guess in comparison, you know, at, at least you got something. You know, it, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's it's nice that he, he left us the back of the PC. I mean, obviously, flowers would be better, but you know, at, at least well, okay. And see, and okay, because I I taught myself out of thinking what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't but, know. Uh, what you're doing. <laughs> I, look, look, okay. I'm just saying that at least you got something on the gravestone. You know, right? no, there's already flowers. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 He already has flowers on the graveyard. Or, or she Did already he has pee flowers. On the flowers. Huh? Did he pee on, he pee on the flowers too? He peed on everything, and he and he left bags of feces. But but the- now, see, that's, that's my other question. Like, did he? Did he put the the the, the shit in the freezer and then bag it? This was I, a intricate plot. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's it's obviously disrespectful and and beyond disrespectful of anything you can do. But the fact that at the time he took to poop in the bag, ziplock yeah. it, and then take it upon him to to sit it on the grave, right? And like for your wife to be in the car too, like that's what I'm trying to, to figure like, out. The wife, like, the, the current wife yeah. in the car, and she just thought it was a great. She's like, "This is a great idea, huh?" And like, I was, wait in the car, yeah. and and the, you know the dog must have pooped in the car again because I'm smelling shit. I don't know where it's coming from. I, I, I wait in the car, huh? Go do what you do. <laughs> right. And why are you taking that cooler with you? How much animosity would you have? And then on top of that, like he left her in the seventies. Like he left her because he thought that it wasn't her. Like his kid, like there was no confirmation where, like apparently from the story there was no confirmation that she said it oh, wasn't your kid. He was just like, oh, this is not my kid. I'm out, and then come to find out that it was his kid. So now he upset uh, with that much that much animosity to go pee on a grave and and defecate on it. How dare you have my kid? How right. dare you? And then uh, and I mean, I- and I don't know about the son. Cause he's saying the cops they they can only charge him with like indecent urinating. I don't know what the charge is. It's like, it's like uh, yeah, indecent urinating or something like that in, in a different place. But nothing like my you know nothing major. It's like a misdemeanor. So it's nothing they can really do. I mean that just that just kind of feels like a husband and wife argument that we should just that, that people should just stay out of. Clearly uh, <laughs> they had something going on. I would Are rather you saying not just... <laughs> I mean, okay, peeing in public. All right, that's bad. You know, but uh, clearly there must be a reason uh, for all this. Well, we know yeah. the reason. We know the reason. Have you have you ever had that much animosity towards anyone? I, I'm not that old yet. I got I got I to let it simmer for like what 50 years, and then you know, give give me about 50 more years, and I'll come back to that question. And uh, see if you can. I'll find, I'll find something to pee on. <laughs> I mean, I can find something to pee on right now, but I don't have to be. I don't have the intellectual fortitude to think <laughs> about pooping in a bag and then leaving it for a surprise anywhere. Right, because that's like that's like a whole lot of handling, like a whole that's... lot of like safety. You don't want to get no shit on your hands. You don't want your wife smelling shit, like you know. It, you have to make sure it doesn't melt in the back. Well, I guess you probably didn't care. That's premeditated. That's premeditated that poop. Yeah, I mean, on a on a road trip at that, like there was a cooler involved. Like this was a, that was at, at this point. At this point, we 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 might be asking wrong questions. We might need to find out what exactly the ex wife was doing because this is not just uh, you know I we had kids and I don't like it and I'm out. This is some other level stuff. This is some other that that is exactly right. This is some other level stuff that 
that we don't even, I mean, that we're not even in yet. I mean, we don't even know the half of it ha has to be. There's no way that, I mean, because once he found out that it wasn't his kid and he was out, and then all of a sudden he found out it was his, was, was his kid, he was like, I mean, he's 50 years old. I mean, what what is he going mm -hmm. to do? And then the, his biological daughter is up the set that he's doing it. So are you you're mad that she took away your biological daughter, but then you're you're making your biological daughter upset that because you're peeing and defecating on her mom? Mom's nah, great. And then no one no one is asking the question is of is how this guy is getting his current wife to sit in the car while he goes out, mm -hmm. drops a bag of, of of excrement on the grave and pee. And if the camera can pick up, if the camera can pick his urinating sound up, then I know for sure his wife can hear it too. And then what is that conversation like when she gets back in the, when he gets back into the car? Well, I mean, at least you know what your husband feels, you know, you know, it's over for another woman. You know, he, he clearly loves me. Uh, you know, he's, he's willing to do all this, you know, for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm a kept woman. I enjoy it. He's not doing it for her. She just happens to be there, and she's not asking any questions. I believe it's her standards are. I believe her standards are quite a bit low. Well, she benefits from it. <laughs> How does she? Oh, well, she doesn't. Yeah. She does get to go on a nice drive to a sunset. Hold up! No, I got it. I I I see the answer. It was right in front of us in the article. Man, I saw a picture of the dude. He has a long beard. Just like yes. well, let me ask you this: If you had heard this story, and not seen the video could you not have pictured this guy if there was someone if someone would have told me the story i'd like he's probably white with a long <laughs> beard <laughs> with long hair and he's wearing oh, a camo hat oh of course i i mean i i would be able to guess how long the hair was but yeah yeah that's there's definitely no, no question about that i, I guarantee he would have been i i would have just guessed that off the top of my head and and yeah. and look at that's exactly who he is and, and then a nice car. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I wouldn't have guessed a nice car. I probably would have guessed a a pickup truck or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know too many black people that deal with uh, with shit um, <laughs> in bag in bag in bags. Yeah. I mean, we we yeah. can be some petty people for sure, but this is a this is on a different level. This is on a whole different level that I. This is why I had to bring it on the podcast. This is on a level I've never even seen before. This it's man too is, much effort. He's mad 50 years later to every week go and piss on a grave and put excrement on a grave. I mean, I admire and to bring his current wife. Yeah, yeah. We 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 respect hustle in Memphis. We we appreciate consistency and all, but I mean shit, you, you have other things that you can do. <laughs> yeah. Definitely other things that you definitely could do with your I if he has this much time and this much thought and effort, he could probably do something i mean he might be able to save the world i mean he can do something <laughs> i mean he can he can do something better than this and the fact and the fact that he can't really even be charged for anything is that's pretty mm -hmm. sad that he can't even be charged for for anything i mean that's uh -huh. when you got to take that's when you got to take like maybe the law in your own hands i mean that's at that point i mean he got videotape and you know the the cops won't do anything I tell you what, it's, it couldn't be me. Can't be or won't. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing this out here. Remember, long beard. All right, white guy. All right, I'm just saying. Again, the cops really enjoy, you know, you know, desserts, uh, you know, hand baked goods. You know, I, they they probably gave him a truckload of you know marmalade, uh, molasses, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> they needed. And they say, you know what? He was just peeing in, in public. What are we going to do? You know? He's definitely peeing. I mean, he's peeing in public. That's all I can charge him with. I mean, imagine how mad you would be. You go to the cops and say, hey, this guy is peeing and defecating on my mom's grave. What can we do? And they say, uh, in, in decent urination is about all we can do. So he can continue to do it and just get fined. Or I don't even know if there's a fine with that. But, I mean, he can continue to do it. And he can continue to bring along his wife on the ride along, and and you know that's that's it. That's what that's what will happen. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, it can't even be trespassing because it was in the graveyard. I mean, right, exactly. You can't even get him for trespassing. That's why I say yeah. at that point you got to take uh, you got to take the law into your own hands, and you know, you got videotape, and this is this is what it is. It couldn't. I'll say this: it couldn't be me. Yeah, I couldn't be doing that on uh, my parents' grave, and I have visible evidence. Uh, it couldn't be me. Yeah. So in the end, the family. They could care less about the video. They want justice. I don't really know what justice they want. I mean, if the cops, you made a good point. Can't and won't uh, are two different things. And yeah. who knows if he has, you know, ties in the in the neighborhood and cops, goes, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So we, we don't know. You we can't we, say we, it. You can't say it. I I can say it. You you own the podcast. They can come back to you, but you know, the Amish <laughs> can't find me. Okay. I know what they do. I, I, we don't. We don't know. Maybe I should do an episode on the Amish. We don't know what they do. We True deep, crime Amish country. Dive, dive deeper into the Amish. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one yeah. thing. This this guy is definitely not Amish. Look. Okay. He got the beard. All right. He put on a t shirt. Says something lewd. It's like, oh yeah, they'll never connect, connect me for this. But nah, I, I see what I see what he's doing. My only question it. is, what do you say to your wife after you jump right back in the car and continue to ride? I mean, did she say, did you, was it good or did you enjoy that every single time? You you say that shit was crazy. That was, yeah. you, you got to go for the one liner there. That's the only way you got, you got to add humor to it. That shit was definitely <laughs> crazy. And that's what else are you going to say? What, right. what else are you going to say? Ooh. What else can you say? Yeah, I I need I feel like I'm gonna need follow ups on all of these stories. I I, I see the the trend now. I, I gotta learn more about what happened at the end of these. I think that we found the end of this. I mean, he's not gonna be charged or anything. I don't. I mean, why would he stop? Why right. would he stop? It's, it's gonna keep going. I mean, well, if he's gonna charge a misdemeanor, they don't do anything. Why would he stop? All he's gonna do is just wait and go back again. That's why I said yep. you gotta take the law into your own hands. Wait, you talking about shooting the guy? I didn't say anything about shooting him, but I got you on camera now. Then I'm gonna follow you to your house, and there's gonna be something on your doorstep. Class of minimum. I feel like that's required. They gotta clap back. It's like house <laughs> green and house black. I mean, you you know you you can't just let that go unanswered. Right, and and you can't leave that up to the cops because obviously in Orange Town, this is where this is at. Orange Town, they're not they're not worried about it. This is Florida. Is, is no, this? this is New York, but it's in Orange Town, no. Orange Town, New York. It does no. sound like Florida, and I got a, a couple of different stories in Florida. Florida is Florida's going to be key on this podcast. Florida is a gold mine of rats. Florida is a gold mine for these type of, of stories of all races, genders, and creeds. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, this is this is what they do in Orange Town. Yeah. So, yeah. so in final, we break down. Man is mad about ex-wife fifty years ago. Left her when she was pregnant, thought it wasn't his kid, found out it was his kid, came back. She got married. She got remarried. She died five years ago. He's married again. He continues to go pee and defecate on her grave. Family just found out, and they're upset. They want justice. There's no justice to be giving because cops say it's a misdemeanor. Not much we can do about it. It sounds like it's just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. This might be the most ridiculous story I've covered so far. Might be. Well, yeah, I mean, man, this is this is not in Florida, so you know, there's definitely some more ridiculousness to come. There's uh, definitely go. Yeah, stay tuned. There's definitely gonna be some more ridiculous yeah. to come. Yeah, and hopefully, definitely. I'll have you here talking talking to me about it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm here for the ration in every case. But yeah, man, my my, my last word on this, man. I think I can. My wife well, made me watch Belly, and I had to. And there's one quote from Belly that I think applies here. And Belly says, is a movie, by the way, for people that don't know. A really nah, good movie. Go check it out. That nah, no, it's not good. <laughs> what Belly is a classic? So bad it's good movies. I I can't I can't put the classic words. With what it. Belly is a classic. Oh my gosh, no! I didn't even finish the movie. To be honest with you. Oh uh, my god. I'm I'm happy that I stuck through it when the guy said I don't like that shit. I don't like that. Shit. <laughs> that's the that's the only thing I can think of with this this this, this story. I, I I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. <laughs> What's the last word? What's the last word on my man that's smuggling these snakes? 
Oh man, yeah, this is just a shitty situation. I'm gonna be honest with you here. Uh, Wait a minute for the for the snakes or for the 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 old guy that's peeing him. Both of them were shitty. Both of them were shitty. Uh, you know, at least he didn't have the snakes on the plane. How about that one? At least you he go. didn't have the snakes on the plane. Good yeah. movie, by the way. Hey. Samuel, shout oh, out Samuel Jackson. They can't all be good. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them were good. But both of them are good. You, you you just named two classics. Oh my gosh. All right. That's gonna be a whole other podcast there. <laughs> They're but all good. We we do we do every now and again do a one star movie night at the house. You know, where if, if it's two stars, that it's too good. We gotta have a one star rated movie, and that's what we watch. Oh, they're amazing. It's that's amazing good. every time. That's actually a good idea. We might have to do that. A one star movie night. Yes. The the last one we saw, um, there was a movie put on by Insane Clown Posse in the old west. Insane Clown Posse, the rap group? Yes. Yes, in the <laughs> old west. They had their face pinned on the entire time, too. First of all, I'm not ashamed to say that I was a juggalo back, you know what? back, back in that. my teenage years. I listened I to, I listened to <laughs> ICP. I'm not going to be ashamed about that, so I know what they're talking about. But they made a movie? Yes. Yes. You. I, it's probably not on Netflix anymore. That was some years ago when we saw it. But that that's worth the one. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to get high or drink or something. Uh, just if you're going to see the whole movie, you, you need something to hold you over. But uh, yeah, no, I'd recommend it. Classic. It's a classic movie. A classic movie. So I bet you, you said that they all can't be good. They all can't no, be good. No, no, no. But that one's a classic. Uh, it's a classic. One star movie night. That's a good idea. I might try that out. <laughs> Definitely. Let me know what you do. Maybe we do a maybe we do a podcast about bad movies. Oh man, yeah, we would never run out of material. There's a whole lot. <laughs> right, you're not gonna be able to get the same feel. But I mean, that's kind of like I mean, people of our age, you know, not listening to the new shit, you know, new rap or new whatever. Yeah, you know, oh, ours is better. I can't really understand them, so I don't. I'd rather read. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather search for stories like uh, like this, like we talked about today. Those are much more entertaining than. Whatever nice. they're rapping about, whatever they're rapping oh. about. <laughs> I, I have a 15 year old in the house, sir. I'm required to listen to at least one or two a week. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Not excited to 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 be there. Not excited to, for that. But maybe yeah, by that time, you know, I have a kid on the way. Maybe by that time, when he or she is 15 years old, there'll be something different maybe they won't even be listening to music at that point maybe I, maybe it all be like a chip and placed in their head we don't know what they're going to be doing 15 years it'll all, from be, now. It'll all be in the matrix yeah <laughs> we're at, with these stories right now i feel like uh we're already in the matrix anybody that's peeing and pooping on somebody's grave definitely lives in the matrix mm. no he's, he's he's just connected i know i see it <laughs> he's I definitely it. connected all right, so man, <laughs> it was fun today, man. Thanks for joining me today, Jason. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to tell the people to get a hold of you? Anything to look forward to? Man, look, I work for the government, and it, it, it is there is nothing exciting about that. Uh, I might be doing a, a Twitch channel later on. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm gonna do it with my tell daughter. Tell how to get over it. Okay, well, I gotta. I'm gonna have to look up how to do a Twitch account. But when I do, that's how. Wait you a minute. So you want to? You're looking to have a Twitch channel, but you don't even have a Twitch account. It's baby steps. All right. I'm I'm 38 years old. I look, I didn't know that I can make money from making these video games. If I had known that back when we were in college, sir, I would have been in in, in New York, you know, in, in a mansion right now. Okay. Fair enough. Ba baby steps. Let's let's get you a Twitch account first. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. We got going on. I have a MySpace page, but I don't have a Twitch account. <laughs> we got a long way to go. Long way. So look at we might me and Jason might be doing something. We might we might link up and, and do another podcast about something else other than than my my personal podcast that I'm doing here for. Did you see that? So we might link up. We might do some do something else. So you know, stay tuned for that. Might be some information coming on that as well. But I enjoyed you, man. It was fun fun doing the podcast today. 
Uh, these stories are absolutely bonkers. Like always yeah. on the show, we always have some crazy, crazy stories. I appreciate you joining today. No problem. Anything else you want to say to the, to the people? Man, just just to have to be here. And thank y'all for listening. What the hell did Russell uh, Simmons used to say? He was in Def Jam. Thank y'all for coming. God bless you. Good night. That's what it was. There you go. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to both of my guests today, Barry the Beekeeper, Jason. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. As always, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did in making it. And also, before I forget, if you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on all platforms. And be sure to come back and join us next time. Until then, I'm your host, Enan Webb. And as always, if you didn't see it, then I probably did. And I'll catch you next time. We out.